Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Astro Energy Astrology Show on Blog Talk Radio with me, astrologer Shelley Overton. Each week we go over the planetary positions, discuss astrology, and take callers' questions. If you would like to call in and get a reading, you can call 347-994-3365. Call in early as the lines fill up. Hello and welcome. Just finishing up the music, but I'm going to talk anyway. <laughs> this is Shelley Overton. I'm an astrologer in Orlando, Florida, and I welcome you to the August 13th, 2019 edition of the Astro Energy Astrology Show. I want to welcome you. I am excited to be here. It looks like I kind of see a little bit of sun today. Those of you who follow my Instagram see just what a rainy place it is that I live, and I know they call it the sunshine state, but it's probably more like the rain state right now. So anyway, this week we're going to be talking about Jupiter and Mercury. So at least that's what I think we're talking about. I just looked a second ago at um, this week's title. just wanted to make sure I knew what I was doing, but, you know, it's anybody's guess. And I will tell you, um, the moon goes into a new sign at 11:25 Eastern today, which means that we are going to have a shift in energy, and we are in the last degrees of Capricorn moon, and that means that we are wrapping up an old story, and the moon is void, of course, and a void, of course, moon may mean that nothing comes from something that's initiated under this energy. So, just a little heads up that um, there may be. Glitches. I'm not saying that there are going to be. I hope there aren't going to be. It's going pretty smooth now, as far as I can tell. Um, but it is a potential. So, and of course, as I'm sitting here getting ready, I've got a thousand different things popping up on my uh, computer trying to distract me. I'm just trying to get to the title of the show, so I know I'm talking about what I said I would. Jupiter Direct and Mercury. And I didn't have enough space on the title. So um, Mercury is now direct. I think we talked a bit about this last week anyway. But uh, Mercury has been in Leo and then Cancer. And then that was retrograde. And now he's back direct. And he's going into Leo. He got into Leo two days ago, I believe here. Let me just get my glasses on. You know, some weeks are like that. You sit there and you have all your ducks in a row, and then other weeks it's just, no, not this week. So Sunday at 9.37 a.m., Jupiter went direct. Mercury entered Leo at 3.46 p.m. on Sunday, and Uranus went retrograde. So we have a lot of shifting energy, and then um, we also have some more energy shifts today, like I said, with the moon going into a new sign. So all that means that there is a lot of tension in the house. Um, we have right now four planets in Leo. So we have Mercury at two degrees, Venus at 20, Sun at 20, and Mars at 27. 
So Venus and the sun are conjunct today, meaning they're at the same degree, and they're within 11 minutes of each other in time. So they're extremely close. Basically, if you look at the sun, don't look at the sun without protection. But if you look up towards the sun, Venus is right there as well. They are the same, and it's combust energy, meaning the sun somewhat overtakes the energy of Venus. And so it's harder for her to be seen, but it's also, it can be one of two ways. So from my perspective, she's overshadowed or overlit, as the case may be, by the sun. So it's combust. But because she's in the same exact energy field, her energy is magnified by the sun as well. So uh, it's like they're combined. So it's a very giant, intense area of energy. And in a fire sign of Leo, um, we are added this extra drama. Now, if that weren't enough, add Mars to mix, and Mars is about action and drive and aggression and irritation, assertiveness, and that's added to all this energy of Venus as well and the sun. So we have a lot of powerful, potent, dramatic energy. And on the other side of the world, pretty close to the exact opposite, but not quite, about 30 degrees less than exact opposite is Pluto at 21 degrees. So Pluto is in conjunct by degree at uh, 21 Capricorn to the 20 degrees Venus sun. So that means that they are at odds to each other. They are not comfortable with the energy either one has. And you may feel this kind of tug of war energy between connecting to people, understanding people, and being restricted by, uh, well, the how to explain this? Some people will express the energy of Leo. There will be those who are extremely creative. They want to connect on a one-on-one basis. They want to be in that messy creative energy, and it's dramatic, and it's action-oriented. Then there will be others who are trying to clamp that down and organize it. So creative energy, I just said this week (laughs) as a comment on someone else's post, uh, creative energy is messy. It is about bringing in the energy of the collective, of spirit, of quantum energy, and expressing it in a linear fashion. And linearity doesn't work well for creativity. It wants to be very free to bring in spirit, to bring in inspiration, and to make something. And making something, even if you think of architecture, which is the area uh, Capricorn loves. Capricorn is all about structures and uh, restrictions and lines and linearity and things like that. So architects and architecture are ruled by Capricorn. That's one of the few places that um, you would kind of think about a creative aspect that's associated with linearity. But even then, you have to have the inspiration of design. And design is Leo's realm. So Leo is a really good sign for graphic designers and people who work in glass, who work in fire, who like, you know, metalsmiths or blacksmiths or people who even, you know, would shoe horses, things like that. They are all about the fire and they create from fire and 
earth signs create out of earth. So they're more the clay people, the um, the people who garden, people who create something from the material world in a more, you know, tangible, physical, um, grimy, grungy, earthy, muddy. And so right now they're at odds with each other. So I would say also the artists who are listening who are, say, potters, um, if you do anything, probably in the next half hour, if you're firing something, you're probably going to have it broken because these energies do not want to cooperate. And so it is a friction point in the sky. And not only is it four planets in Leo, we have until 1135 today, three planets and lights in Capricorn, but we also have the South Node in Capricorn. And so there is a very strong connection between these planets. Uh, So it's Mercury, Venus, Sun, and Mars, the quick uh, interpersonal planets, which are the planets of talking and communicating, but also desire, love, um, how we interact one-on-one more so. It's about connections to family members and siblings and friendships. And then the bigger planets, with the exception of the moon, is they're all in Capricorn, and so they're more, uh, they're more a collective energy. They're more we are in this together. It's about what are we building together, and Pluto helps us understand the psychology of what we're trying to get at as a group. Saturn is, it is somewhat collective, but um, the reason I say collective, the slower-moving planets in the outer part of the solar system take longer to go through that part of the sky. And that means that the people born throughout those years all have that planet in their chart, in that sign. So it makes it an energy of collective collective uh, themes and collective issues. So today we have Saturn and Capricorn. Saturn and Capricorn is affecting the children born from, oh, let me see, middle of the year before last. So what are we in 19? It's about mid, mid to late 2017 until uh, next March. And then we're going to have a shift of Saturn into Aquarius, and we'll have another two and a half years of children born with Aquarius Saturn. So Saturn is somewhat collective, but it's a smaller window of connectivity. And I will tell you, and I'm getting a little uh, on a tangent, but I, I do want to tell you this because, you know, if it comes in, I'm guessing that this is something that's valuable to the people listening, and I'm going to tell you. So Saturn going into Aquarius is going to affect those children, but Saturn in Capricorn right now is having us all wake up to our career. And so even though it's those two and a half years um, of people with that energy or earth signs that are more directly affected with a positive push in their careers, having Saturn in any sign is going to affect the direction of our career as a collective because Saturn rules life purpose and it wakes us up, especially in Capricorn, it wakes us up to, up to the physical tangible manifestation of those careers and Pluto being such a, a even more potent energy on our psyche is reinforcing what's going on with that. So as these planets are moving through the Capricorn area of the chart and also touching the natal Pluto for America. And of course that, um, and I've said some of this before, 
I know, but to, to the people who are new, they haven't heard it, and um, hopefully it's still interesting to everybody. But I find it endlessly fascinating because of what we're going through in this country right now and what England is going through with Brexit and a new prime minister. So um, having Pluto in late degrees of Capricorn, it's around 27, I believe, 27 degrees of Capricorn, um, that's being triggered now, and we feel it as a collective, especially in England and America, around what is the physical structure of our government and our country right now. And so having Saturn life purpose there, what we're having is this watershed emotional psychic moment where we're all coming together and being implored, honestly, to really look at our life purposes and decide if what we're doing is truly in alignment with what we had in mind for the rest of our lives. Because Capricorn makes us very aware of the mortality that we have when Pluto is going through that sign. Because Capricorn rules the physical structure of the body, the skeleton, we are noticing more physical energy, and especially Uranus into Taurus is highlighting that as well. It's a a trine energy, which is 120 degrees, meaning Uranus is 120 degrees away from Pluto in the sky when it goes into the sign of Taurus. It's not exactly 120 because Pluto's in late Capricorn and Uranus is in early Capricorn. But as Uranus continues to move forward, he is rather faster than Pluto. So even though Pluto is at the end degrees of Capricorn, Uranus will be catching up closer to the time Pluto is about to go into Aquarius. And then right after Pluto goes into Aquarius, Uranus will go into Gemini, which is an air sign. And, of course, Aquarius is an air sign. So they will catch up in an exact trine, although they are not exact now. The trine is coming probably closer to the end of the 2020s. So we will see this incredible awakening around how we look at life as humans, how we look at the material aspect of the world, what kind of government we want as a collective moving forward. And keep in mind that it's just rather morbid. I didn't mean it to be morbid, but as we go along in time, the old energy transitions and the new energy comes in. And the people born 19, well, I was born with a Uranus-Pluto conjunction. So I think that the people born in the 60s definitely are here for a deeper purpose associated with this transition that we are all heading through right now. We are part of the generation that understands the need for shift on a great global level. And that's what came in in the early 60s to mid-60s. Then um, coming up when the people born in, say, the late 80s, the millennials, I think it's somewhere around 86 for the millennials, um, through the turn of the century, uh, the millennium, those people are really looking for this higher understanding. They already come in with it. That's why computers came about. That's why we're on this incredible precipice of another incredible technological leap when we get um, Saturn going into Aquarius next year and Pluto going into Aquarius in 20, late 2023 into 2024. So um, that time from 2024 and uh, really the understandings coming in the next two and a half years with Saturn and Aquarius and then really the culmination of the psychology and the psyche 
getting on board with the Aquarian agenda, which is individuality and autonomy as it relates to the collective. And I, I might have mentioned this before, I'm not sure, but I had this discussion with my mother. She is very much a Capricornian energy, even though she's got four planets and a rising sign in Cancer. She has definitely um, kicked over to the Capricorn just to probably cope with all that energy. But I've talked to her about what's coming in, and it's like, you know, we're all on this edge of really taking ownership of our own lives. And um, that chaotic energy is actually quantum, and quantum energy brings us to a place where we are able to understand things without being kind of um, dazzled by other people, so to speak, that we are able to think for ourselves and we're not going to be fooled. So it's an incredible shift forward of clarity and of growth for people not being BSed by other people and you know, a lot of things can change when that happens. You know, governments will change. Advertising will change. How we promote what we do. Um, there's just so many things touched by the fact that people can be, I don't know, the word came to mind, bamboozled. I don't know if I've used that before, but, you know, people can be made to be manipulated because they trust outside of themselves, which is a Capricornian energy and a Leo energy, which is really interesting. Um, I've talked about this before in conjunct, 150 degrees apart, generally don't have anything in common. But if there were one thing, I would say that the two signs have in common, and they occasionally 150 degrees apart, they will have something in common. But generally, they approach it from such radically different points of view that they can't ever get along and reach culmination or a conclusion. But Leo is the leader of the Zodiac, and Capricorn is the responsible task doer and taskmaster. So what they both have in common is they want to guide and lead. And so that is what we are seeing an upheaval in in the energy before we reach the Aquarian times, where, of course, Aquarius is opposite Leo, but by then all these quicker-moving planets will not be in Leo. So every year when they do go through, well, Mars goes through Leo every couple of years, and Venus, I think it's like 18 months to go all the way around the zodiac, something like that, 15 to 18 months. So they do come around again around approximately one and a half to two years, and then we will have oppositions to the Aquarian energy. And that will be an enormously creative time, um, inventive and a renaissance period. And there will be, a, we will have difficulty with breaks. You know, um, Saturn and Capricorn right now are our breaks. They guide us to having structure and resistance because resistance helps us grow. Okay. So I'm not a fan of it. I have Aquarius energy all over my chart and I don't want to be restricted. Probably more so now than ever I'm feeling this because Mercury at two degrees Leo is on my natal Venus and at my midheaven. And it's technically in the Sagittarius area of the ninth house. So it's really hard for me to be restricted, but Capricorn will guide us through helping us understand our connectedness to the earth. And I've got huge chills over this, telling you this, that 
we are human. Yes, we are spirit, but we're in these vehicles of the body. We're in the realm of the earth and the galaxy and the solar system. And so we have to abide by the laws of this. Okay, I'm back. I apologize. <laughs> I was kicked off. Um, not really sure why, but maybe the universe didn't think that I was actually speaking into the phone properly or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, so Aquarius energy is going to be the incredible precipice of uh, new inventions, new ways of expression. Um, being our own boss. And I guess I didn't finish my story about my mom. So my mom is a generation of conservatism. Um, She was brought up in the 50s when it was very clear who the bosses were and that they were the authority and authorities mattered. And so lawyers and uh, teachers, not well, teachers too, yeah, lawyers, teachers, priests, and um, government, you know, anyone in authority was, to be revered for their knowledge, which is valuable in our society too, because we go and learn and experience and get educated. So that has value, but there's also value in other ways of educating ourselves on being a watcher of YouTube and an enormous media content uh, obsessive person. Definitely there's more than one way to understand what's going on in our world and how to find out information about any number of things, including health issues or how to do the stock market or how to paddle a paddleboard. You know, we are in this time where information is coming at us fast and furious. And some of the old ways of structure just do not apply anymore. And some do, but they need to be renovated. And all of this is the process we're going through right now in our reality in this world. And so um, I guess if I want to say anything, um, we are on our way towards this amazing, new, incredible time of expansion and quantum understanding. But Um, My mom thought that was going to be highly chaotic and things couldn't ever run, but it isn't like that. We are developing those systems, and having Saturn go into Aquarius is going to help develop those systems. Having Uranus in Taurus will help us get tangible around those things that seem quite intangible. So anyway, um, I want to get back on topic here. So Jupiter, um, the topic of our conversation, and Mercury Jupiter is in Sagittarius. So from now until December 3rd, when he goes into Capricorn, he is expanding, once again, um, our awareness of education, spirituality, spiritual growth, and can put things very bluntly. He is here to drive us to a new place and to get us to think about where we're heading, what we're doing in a sense of 
understanding other cultures. So he's really fine tuning our relationship with other cultures and having been retrograde and also Saturn and Pluto retrograde, there were, it appeared that we were moving backwards in a lot of sense, but now he's moving forward. Saturn goes direct as does Pluto in September. I know I take it back. September, um, Pluto may not go in September. It might be October. Let me double check. Uh, where the heck did I put my glasses? There they are. Okay, let's see. Pluto goes direct uh, second or third day of October. So anyway, Saturn in September is definitely going to help us head towards that shift and change because once Saturn goes direct, he's basically direct until next year when he goes into Aquarius. And so then he goes retrograde next summer and does hit the last degrees of Capricorn. So next year will also be a very intense year of endings around the physical plane, people leaving more um, elder generation transitioning. But after that, until Pluto gets to the last degrees, uh, before he transitions into Aquarius, um, that's going to be a little bit more about growth and newness. But Jupiter going the last degrees of, well, actually, now he's at 14 Sagittarius until the end of uh, his time in there. He will be really wrapping up these stories around, well, I shouldn't say wrapping up, but definitely exposing more issues around sex abuse, um, sex slavery that's been coming out, also um, the the, um, religious connections to all this. Definitely when he goes into Capricorn, it's a whole new ballgame because now he's going to expose even more than we've seen so far. Yes, he's very, um, well, he, what is the word? There isn't a, a text, the context to do it. Um, basically, he's an exposer. Uh, what is that? Like a whistleblower. And he'll go into Capricorn and all bets are off done because then he's going to be cleaning house with those in authority. Now he's been enticing us all to travel, take classes, um, expand arts and spirituality. But in Capricorn, he wants to really analyze the structure. It's a, it's going to be definitely December is a time of more earthquakes and it's going to be pretty intense around physical structures, not necessarily holding up the way you thought they would. So um, that also includes housing. It includes anything uh, physical like bridges and buildings such as government buildings, things like that. So, you know, the end of the year is going to be a huge time of transition around physical. And so anyway, so that's Jupiter. And then Mercury Mercury is back. Let me see. Is he at four degrees? He's got two more days, and then he is out of his shadow period, which means he's gone all the way back to where he was when he went retrograde. And so we are on to the next thing. We are free to be creative. The sun is only seven degrees away from going ahead of Mars. Right now, Mars is still um, out of bounds until the sun passes him, and the sun will take seven days to get past the degree he's at. So in a week, we will see the sun take charge again, and Mars will no longer be out of bounds. And you can pretty much bet that when that happens, um, whatever people in authority have been getting away with, they will have less chance of getting away with their actions. Because at that point, 
um, let me just look here. The sun will be joining Mars, which means there's the fire energy, there's action and drive behind it, but also ego and shining the light. So whatever Mars has been doing until now when he's been out of bounds, which honestly, without doing research here, I can't tell you how long that's been, but it's been a little while. Um, though he'll come back under the reign of the sun, which means there's more structure and more answering to another entity right now out of bounds means he's not answering to anyone. When sun goes past him, he will be answering to someone. And uh, in Leo, it's definitely going to be a boss. So we'll see. Um, I'm not sure if Mars gets, gets out of that, but um, let me see. We, okay. I got to wrap this up because I'm, I've got like one minute till the program uh, ends for people listening in uh, in different ways on the internet, but I'm still taking calls. So those of you who've been waiting to hear uh, about whatever, I'm going to do a quick, let me see, do I have a chance? Uh, actually, I'm not going to take an ad, ad break. I'm just going to take your calls real quick here. So uh, 651. Hi, 651. How are you? Hi, Shelly. This is Linda in Minnesota. Hi, Linda in Minnesota. It's good to hear from you. It's good to talk to you. Um, so I'm, I'm curious about what's being spiked in my um, in my chart starting with August 4th. I've been kind of in a family thing, which mm-hmm. probably really relates okay. to wrapping up an old story that you're talking about. But um, yeah. it's like where is the Leo house in my chart and where is this sun and Venus thing okay. that's coming okay. up? being highlighted. Okay, so they're they're all in your house and marriage and partnership. And you have a two-degree Leo on the uh, cusp of your marriage and partnership, and you have Moon at 13 in Leo and Pluto at 24 Leo. And then, so, of course, Mars just went past. Sun and Venus are on your moon and uh, right between your moon and your Pluto. So it is really – and on top of that, you've got that in conjunction with Pluto transiting your 12th house. So – it's a lot of subconscious psychological stuff. And what you're probably going through is trying to understand how you relate to family. If you're talking family members, um, how you relate uh, subconsciously, like your your ideology is not aligning with what they're telling you. Right. And you're having, having this huge growth of like really what's going on a lot with the Saturn Pluto and Capricorn is we're going, you know what? I'm tired of being told what to do. I'm tired of always taking care of everyone else. And it's time to really focus on me and my own ideas and what I know to be true in my spirit. And you're totally. taking ownership of your own life. And so for you, that's subconscious, that's psychic and psychological and spiritual because it's all in your 12th house. So your psyche mm-hmm. is really the focal point of what's going on. And that's taking care of yourself psychologically and psychically, because if you don't do that, it can really damage your psyche, what you're going through with other people. And in this, it's, I don't know if, is it your family members or is it like your uh, partner's family member? My, Pardon me? I mean, it's my, primi- yeah, it's my, primarily my family of origin specifically. Okay. One sister for sure. And, you know, and I know the okay, other that's one really quickly. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever you're going through, having Mercury now close to being out of shadow and about to go into your house of partnership, Mercury is going to let you talk better with these people, okay? So um, whoever you're having an issue with, 
you're going to be able to actually express yourself. And it's going to be um, much more cooperative that way, but also Mercury is siblings. And so yeah. it's kind of a double-edged sword. You have Mercury and Leo, which wants to relate, wants to connect very desperately, but then you also have this other side of the chart that is an odd position to them being in conjunct, um, quincunx, technically, but I like in conjunct better. Um, so it's 150 degrees away. And so Mars is there wanting to kind of start a fight and say, listen, the way you're behaving towards me is not comfortable for me anymore. And the fact that Mars and the sun Venus are all going to be on your Pluto, it's like, you know, you're going to be ready to just drop a bomb and say, I've had enough. And that's really what a lot of us are doing. I know um, I've, I've seen it in a couple other people I know, but definitely in my life, I'm like, you know what? I've tried and tried and tried, and I can't make this budge, which is a very Plutonian slash Scorpionic thing. It's like you try until you know you're never going to budge it, and then you're like, okay, I give up. I'm done. And when you're done, you're done. So you're probably on the precipice of this time where you've tried and tried to make it work, and you're so frustrated and exhausted from the process of trying to make it work, and you know you finally can't that you have to put your own psyche above every other person's you know, position or um, what they're saying to you that they need. It's like, you may need that and that's all well and good, but it just doesn't work for me. And you get to that point where you just have to cut, you know, cut them loose or cut and run or, you know, you have to look out for your own psyche and psychology and that's where you're at in your chart. Oh, thank you. Yes, exactly. Thank you, you so know, much. Um, so You're welcome. Thank you. My pleasure. Yeah, love and hugs to you. Bye, Linda. Love and hugs to you, too. Thanks. Bye. Okay, let's take 863. 863, I have about five minutes, so what can I do for you? Shelly, it's Beth. How are you? I'm good. Shelly? How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. good. Hey, uh, so I was just calling uh, kind of like a teachable moment here on this whole yeah. um, thing, the, the star points that are going on right now mm-hmm. with the Venus sun. Right. So yeah. uh, it's in Leo, and my Mars mm-hmm. is in Leo right at 20 degrees, which is where it's all happening. So it's kind of like that's conjunct, and mm-hmm. I believe it means it's squaring the Scorpio, uh, which is at 20 mm-hmm. degrees in my house of partnerships. So what can you add yeah. to that? Okay. So um, let me just kind of, I, I can't find your chart quickly enough. I don't have, this is my old computer and all that, but based on what you said, um, it, it is squaring. If it's in your house of partnership, you said, so what, real quick, what's your rising sign? That'll help me. So, okay. So Taurus? my rising sign is, I can't remember. is Taurus. Yeah. Taurus, Taurus. is my rising okay. sign. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, you have that Uranus there, and then thank you for bringing it up. Taurus opposite Scorpio square, Leo opposite Aquarius. And so it's going to be affecting your (laughs) – unfortunately, you're really um, changing who you are in relationships and and wanting to do you, and you're needing to be more creative. And it's not – it's kind of because of what's transiting with the Capricorn – there is that, again, it's kind of like the last caller, it's that sense of restriction, but it is like something that will birth a new situation that is more beneficial to you because you're being pushed into a position where you know if you don't do it, you're going to, like your psyche will have to readjust in a way 
that is not healthy. And so um, okay. yeah, it does relate to marriage and partnership and I think home and family for you as well, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Correct. For career. Yeah. Career. Well, it's all involved. So you'll have career, home and family, sense of self, and marriage and partnership. And they're all like, is that a major shift point? Now, I don't know about you, but I definitely felt it a week ago when there was a new moon in Leo. And that, I think that mm-hmm. was the day Mercury went direct and then Jupiter, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It was like all sorts of stuff. I think Uranus changed direction to that day. I don't know. It was a very big day a week ago. Um, that that time really was like this awakening, but also a new and fresh start was right there. So it was really a time to just get moving and, and get back on track with what you want to do. So just know that the whole Saturn-Pluto thing with the in conjunction of the Leo is absolutely about shifting to a new you and not letting others bully you into being something you can't or don't want to be. Okay. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Give me a call. I want to talk to you. Okay. I know. I anyway, am going gotta... to. I, you're, you're busy. I'm busy. We're all busy, but we'll get together. Oh yeah. Well, I, Beth, it's not going to get any less. It's going to get really busy <laughs> in September for you and me because everything's going, all the Leo now is going to be in Virgo. And that's workaholism. So we're all (laughs) Virgos, you're going to have a crazy busy September. But that's good because it's just been really inert. Like the energy is just like, can we just move forward? And now we can. Mercury is where it needs to be. Jupiter's direct in Sagittarius wanting us to take action, action, action. So it's really good. We're heading there. We're going to get there. Okay. So great. So I just don't want to be in interfering with your whole moving because I know that's stressful. So, <laughs> yeah, if you know of anybody out near you who has a place to rent, let me know because I'm still kind of looking. <laughs> oh, okay. So, well, I will call you. Yeah. Anyway, well, it's good talking to you. Thank you for calling today. Yes. I'll see you soon, Shelly. Good. Sounds good. Yeah, don't worry about interference. I mean, I'm making everything work. I'll make it work. Okay. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Okay. Take care. Bye, Beth. And that's our show for today. Thanks for listening in. Talk to you this week. Hi, this is Shelly. Thank you for joining us this week. To contact me for a private reading, go to angeliczodiac.com under the readings tab. Background music was provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com with additional music by Tracy Coriel at Tracyland.com, T-R-A-C-E-Y-L-A-N-D.com. Music provided on show-by-show basis will be credited within the body of the show. For more info on my art, go to ShellyOverton.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-O-V-E-R-T-O-N.com. Merch and other astrological art can be found at astroart.net. To purchase my ebook, Learn Astrology, you can find it at angeliczodiac.com, including discounts. Be sure to check back next week and subscribe through iTunes at Astro Energy Astrology Show.